Exodus chapter 24. Exodus chapter 24, now the Lord said to Moses, come up to the Lord you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and worship from afar. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come near, nor shall the people go up with him. So Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said we will do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, and he rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Then he sent young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins, and half the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read in the hearing of the people, and they said, All that the Lord has said we will do, and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, This is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you, according to all these words. Then Moses went up. Also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel he did not lay his hand. So they saw God, and they ate and drank. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which, which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. And Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days and on the seventh day he called, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. So far, our scripture reading. 
Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, before we celebrate the Lord's Supper this afternoon, I thought it would be good and edifying for us to listen to the message of this chapter from Exodus 24, focusing especially on verse 9 to 11. Let's read that again. Moses went up, also Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. But on the nobles of the children of Israel he did not lay his hand, so they saw God, and they ate and drank. It's a very unique event in the history of God's people. This happened once and never again. The people of Israel were at Mount Sinai. A lot had happened already. This is Exodus 24, so you know Exodus 20. The Lord had given to them the Ten Commandments and His laws. Um, and here we have this very special event that Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu, two sons of Aaron, and 70 of the elders of Israel, they go halfway up the mountain. You need to picture that for yourself. So you have the mountain here. There's the cloud on top of the mountain. That's where the Lord is. And then the people are down there below. And these 74 men are halfway, probably, up the mountain. The Lord has called them up to come halfway. Not all the way. Only Moses is going to go all the way. But these 74 are halfway on the mountain. And you could imagine that some of these men were a little bit scared to be there. And I can imagine that the people down below, when they saw this happening, I can imagine a, a little boy asking his father, Dad, is it safe for them to be on the mountain? Is it safe for them? Now, why would the little boy ask that question? Well, the Lord had told his people a few times, nobody is to go up the mountain. Nobody is even to touch the mountain. If you touch the mountain, you will be dead. Not even an animal is to touch the mountain. And he had seen these, these things like thunder and lightning and, and, and a thick cloud and a, a loud trumpet blast. That was very impressive. So nobody until now had even touched Mount Sinai because it was the mountain of the Lord and the Lord is holy and, and we are sinners. We cannot come close. And yet here we have these 74 men climbing up the mountain halfway. Well, why should they not be scared then? Why could they do this? Why did they survive? Well, we read it earlier in the chapter Moses had done something on behalf of the Lord. Moses, and with the help of the young men, they had offered burnt sacrifices, burnt offerings, and, and peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And what Moses had done, he took half of the blood, we read in verse 6, put it in basins, half the blood sprinkled on the altar, and then later on, after he read the book and the laws of God, he took the blood, we read in verse 8, and sprinkled it on the people. You need to try to imagine this. Picture Moses like going through the crowd like here, 
and he has these, these basins with blood, and then he will, he will go like this and sprinkle blood on the people, everybody, the blood of the sacrifice. So, and that is actually why those 74 men now can go up the mountain and nothing will happen to them. They are covered by the blood of the sacrifices. You will see it on their clothes. There will be blood stains on them. So they are safe. They are still sinners, but they are covered by the blood of the sacrifice. So think yourself now in the in the position of these 74 brothers halfway on the mountain. When they look down, they see all the people of Israel. When they see up, what do they see? It's amazing. Because we read, verse 10, and they saw the God of Israel. I'd like you to think about it for a moment. It says they saw the God of Israel. Now in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 18, it says, No one has ever seen God. You know that verse, I'm sure. No one has ever seen God. And in the book of Exodus, a little later on, the Lord told Moses, Moses asked, Can I see you? And the Lord, and Mo, the Lord told Moses, you cannot see my face because no man can see my face and live. Exodus 33. So we need to make sense of this. No man can see the face of God and live because we are sinners and God is holy. And yet in our text, it says that these 74 men, they saw the God of Israel. How does that work? Well, I think we have to understand it in this way that God revealed himself to them in a certain way, not that they could see his face because that would not be possible, but if we read closely, it explains it. It says, there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. Sapphire stone is a beautiful blue color, gemstone. The, the official name some of you may, if you know about gemstones, it's lapis lazuli. Beautiful, like, like the sky, but, but even a little bit darker. Um, so under his feet, they saw a paved work of sapphire stone, something like that, and it was like the very heavens in its clarity. So did they see God? Well, yes, they saw him, but they didn't see his face. Maybe I can give you an example. Um, Maybe there's a family and, and dad drives a truck and the children are waiting at the end of the day, like five, six before dinner. Dad is going to come home with his truck and then one of, the one of the children maybe sees the truck coming around the corner and he says, I can see dad, he's coming. Well, did he see dad? Not really. He sees the truck, but he knows it's dad, it's dad's truck. I think that's, maybe that helps to understand what is happening here. These brothers couldn't really see God himself, his face, because no one can see God and live. But what they saw was like the pavement under his feet, which was beautiful blue 
color, sapphire stone, it says in our translation, um, or lapis lazuli, whatever. And it was sparkling, beautiful, like the very heavens in its clarity. So, this is really amazing if we think of this, brothers and sisters. This is glorious. This is shining, breathtaking, awesome, impressive. To see this, to see that shining, sparkling pavement under the Lord's feet, it's like you see God himself. We can say God allows them to see a, a glimpse of his heavenly glory. What do we see here? We see into the heart of God. We see how our Heavenly Father desires to have communion with His people on earth, with you and me as well. God wants to be so close to them that they can, as it were, see Him, even if we as human beings, we cannot see God and live. But he, he reveals himself to them in this very special way. And that is even uh, emphasized more when they say, when it says at the, at the end of verse 11, verse 11, but on the leaders, the nobles of the children of Israel, he did not lay his hand. Why does it say that? Because normally, if sinners are confronted with God, they die. Sinners cannot be in God's presence. They cannot see God and, and live. But here it says, in this case, they lived. God did not lay his hand on them. They were covered by the blood of the sacrifice. So they saw God, it says, and they ate and drank. They ate and drank in the presence of God. Eating and drinking, as you know, is a sign of peace, fellowship, it's like, you're welcome at my table. You're welcome in my home. There's nothing in the way. I want you to be in my presence. What a wonderful privilege for human beings, sinners. God did not raise his hand against them, but he wanted them to be in his presence and enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the drink. So, brothers and sisters, this unique event shows us something of God's love for his people and his desire to have fellowship with them. It was never repeated in the Old Covenant. You never read a story like this anymore. But it shows them God's wonderful intentions with them, even if they were sinners. Now, this becomes all the more impressive if you think of what was going to happen next. And the Lord knew what was going to happen next. If you continue a few pages in your Bible, you come to Exodus 32. You know that story, story of the golden calf. Moses was still on the mountain those 40 days. And the people, what did they do? They came to Aaron and they said, we want to have an idol, an image of our God, just like all the other people. We want to have a God that we can see, just like all the other nations. And the Lord had clearly told them, I do not want you to make a carved image. Not long ago, they knew. And yet they said, we want an image. 
And Aaron, he caved in, and he made an image. And you know how that ended. It ended badly. And the Lord knew who these people were. And yet, here, this is what he showed them. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to bless you, even though you are sinners. Something else. Four names are mentioned, right? Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu. Nadab and Abihu were two sons of Aaron. They were priests. They were to work at the tabernacle. You know what happened to them? Leviticus 10, you can read about it. These two sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And we read in Leviticus 10, this terrible thing, that fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them. Here they are on the mountain of the Lord. They eat and drink. And then, not long after that, they do not follow the commands of the Lord. And the Lord is as a holy God, and fire from the Lord consumed them, and they died there. Ser serving the Lord is serious business. He is a holy God. So if we put this together, if we think about all this, what do we see here? We see the holiness of God on display and also His mercy. We are reminded of His holiness when it says um, He did not lay His hand on these men. He could have done that. If it wasn't for the blood of the covenant, He would have. But the Lord is merciful, and the Lord desires to have fellowship with His people. So we see His mercy in providing a sacrifice. So what's the message for today, brothers and sisters? Why? What's the connection with the Lord's Supper? I think you know where this is going. Because the people of Israel had Moses as a leader. But we have one who is greater than Moses, Hebrews 3. Moses was a faithful servant in God's house, but we have received Jesus Christ, a son over God's house. And being God's son, he is a prophet who is greater than Moses, and he is a priest who is greater than Aaron. And he did more than bring sacrifices of animals. He offered himself as the sacrifice for our sins. And he did more than go up to the mountain and stay there for 40 days. He ascended into heaven. And he did not come back after 40 days. He stays there. He is there for us as our high priest, seated at the Father's right hand. And from that exalted place, we, he now guides his church and he intercedes for us with the Father so that we can be safely enjoy our Lord's Supper. We can come into the Lord's presence. We don't have to fear that we are going to be killed as sinners because we are covered by the blood of the sacrifice, Jesus Christ. It would be good if we could turn together to Hebrews 12. Let's, let's do that for a moment. Hebrews 12 Verse 18 and following.
there we have a comparison between the people of Israel at Mount Sinai and our situation today. Hebrews 12, verse 18 and following. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded and if so much as a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But here's the difference, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. So here we are in church this afternoon. Uh, there's no mountain here, I think. Um, it's not as dramatic as it was back then. We are not going to see a lapis lazuli pavement like we see a revelation of God, it's not going to happen this afternoon. So we might think, hmm, what we have here is not as dramatic as back then. But brothers and sisters, on the table here, we have bread and wine. And the bread and the wine remind us that we have someone in heaven, Jesus Christ, our perfect sacrifice. As it says here, Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood and the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. So we don't have blood on our clothes anymore. We are not on a mountain. We don't have, don't see these wonderful things. But Hebrews says you're actually way better off than the people of Israel. They were well off already. It was wonderful what they experienced. But you have received so much more. You have come to Mount Zion. It's a mountain you do not see with your eyes today. But we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And that requires faith, of course. I hope you believe that. I hope you believe that as this is proclaimed and as, you, as we receive the, the bread and the wine, that you believe that this is a sign given by God that we have actually come to the heavenly Jerusalem. We are very close. We are close to an innumerable company of angels. We are close to a general assembly and a church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. We have come very close to God, the judge of all. We have come close to the spirits of the just men who have been made perfect, those who have gone before us our ancestors and all those who have died in faith. And we are, we are close to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And it is his blood that makes this all possible. How brightly shines the grace and the mercy of our Lord for the eyes of faith. Also this afternoon, with the signs of bread and wine, the Lord knows who we are, he knows that we have been 
self-centered, that there has been a lack of love in our hearts. Perhaps we have despised others, perhaps we have even hated others. There has been a lot of impurity in our hearts, and the Lord know, even knows that tomorrow we will do it all over again. We, are, we will continue to fall short. We are sinners. We have coveted what we shouldn't covet. We have served our, our idols that we shouldn't serve. And yet the Lord comes to us this afternoon and He says, I want you to be in my presence. And here are the signs. Eat, drink. I want to have fellowship with you. So the Lord calls to repentance and faith. Repentance from our inclination to run away from Him, to live without Him. Repent from that and, and, and seek the fellowship of the Lord and have faith in His promises. As He says in Hebrews 10 verse 22, our Lord calls us to repentance and faith and He says, draw near to me with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having your hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience sprinkled clean by the blood of the Lamb. Amen.